Okay, Jono. Yeah, man, I'm here. Is this is this, okay, do you want, is, is this automatically streaming, or do you have to bring yep, the yep. bot into the room? Is it automatic, or do you have to? No, 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 no. It's fine. Do you want me to do the uh, the intro, or do you oh, want to do it? I think I think you love doing the intro. You should do it. Why not? Well, it is Tuesday, the eighth um, of February, twenty twenty-one. I'm here with me, Rollo, and here with John Lebon. And uh, g'day, mate. How are you? <laughs> How's it fantastic. Can I tell you, I just heard some marvellous news. I'm not sure if you've heard mm-hmm. the news. So this could be an exclusive. I don't want to mm-hmm. look out of the bag, so mm-hmm. stop me if you have to. But apparently, one of the best ever media fakery shows of all time, there's a reunion happening mm-hmm. this weekend. That's what I've heard. And if it's true, if it's true, I'm pretty happy to hear this news. I think it's fantastic. Uh, a reunion. Are you talking about the reunion of the Fart Podcast? Well, like I said, I don't, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, so I don't want to speak out of Yes, there is. There is. There'll be Belisette. There'll be Belisette, Rick, and um, Noise Level, or as he's well known as uh, Golden Skidmark, me. And you will be there, and it'll be on Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Australian Eastern Standard Time. It'll be fan-friggin-tastic to hear the Golden Skidmark back again, because he's in... WA lockdown because of this craziness. Can I ask you a question, John LeBon? Of course. Uh, about uh, your thoughts on you know, all this uh, COVID-19 lockdowns and uh, wiping out of the middle class. Yeah, we'll, and, talk, uh, we'll, and, talk and, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. The reason right. why we're in the live stream now is I said to you, off the record, I listened to your yeah. chat with Rick, and I thought it was terrific. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys planned it out before you went into the recording room, but the way that you set yeah. up the show... Like, so you've had some problems. Do you want to talk about it? Okay, let's talk about it. Got my piece of paper. You know, you've um, rustled. Let me, let me get my piece of paper. You're like, yep, I've got the piece of paper here. So Rick knew what was going to happen. But, like, he, he kind of played, like, um, naive, right, to set up the, the build-up for the episode. Then you went through it bit by bit what happened. And, said, I was listening to this. I was, going, I was walking up the hill. Where I live, I have to walk up a, a hill to go and get my coffee. I'm walking up the hill... And I'm, I'm listening to you guys I've got going on. Got a bit going. of paper in front of me right yeah. now, mate. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't know what's about to happen. I hadn't because I heard the story listening to you two. I didn't know it. No one else told me. I didn't hear any rumors. Like I heard it from you two in that mm-hmm. uh, fakeologist chat. And as you're building up the story, like a bit by bit, I found myself like mm-hmm. laughing out loud. Like holy shit! Like this <laughs> is real life. <laughs> and these two jokers, like this, this um, it's funny, but it's kind. It, like Rollo, this is kind of serious, man. This is kind of serious, <laughs> isn't it? And the way that you would have handled it was terrific. John, 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 when you get to my age, you don't worry so much. So I'll, I'll go through it with you as well. Like I went, went through with I think the cops are coming to get me. Can you hear that? In the back Dude, I think I've think um, got five minutes left. This is the time to say your thank yous. <laughs> So yeah, the court attendance notice. Uh, you are required to attend Dowling lo- uh, Centre Local Court, which is the magistrate's court. And Rick's trying to build it up like you know, like it's a big deal. Uh, on <laughs> Wednesday the thirty first. That was funny. That was funny. Twenty twenty one on nine thirty. Rick will be there. It, Rick it will be there. And so he's building up like it's this big court. It's a fucking magistrate's <laughs> court. Like it's not. It's not the county court. So, um, so what I'm being charged of is. Yeah, so what I'm being charged of is Criminal Code Act 1995, Section 474, 171, 
use of carriage service to menace, harass, and offend. Like, come on, asking questions on a public service, which is uh, what Karen Borg is. Yeah, but how many calls? Up. How many calls do they allege that you made? Well, I think that again, that's over exaggeration on their part because I only did it for a week. And do you know how long do you have to wait on that on that service? You before, get a you phone give, call. before you give us your side of the story, what's their side? How many hmm. times do they claim that you called? Uh, 55. That's a lot of calls, Rollo. That's a lot of fucking phone calls. Yeah, man. that's what they claim. And don't we, worry, we, when, we're court, do, when we're in court, so I will do, ask for them so to do, play all 55. Just, Rollo, just give me a So as I'm listening to you and Rollo, I, you and know Rick, right? So I'm listening like, on the podcast, mm. walking up the hill to get mm. my coffee, right? To walk up the hill to get yeah. my coffee. So I'm walking up hill, I'm, I'm enjoying the walk, uh, you and Rick work well together, and I'm like, what? They're, they're accusing Rollo of uh, misusing a, a carry service. I'm like, these these cheeky these cheeky schmucks. And then it, you get the part where they say that they allege that you called more than 55 times, and I'm like, hold on a second, Rollo. Uh, like, I wanted to ask you right there in the moment, Rollo, did you... T- did you do that? Did you call these people 55 times? <laughs> there was absolutely no chance I could have called 55 times. It was just one week. How many week. times? How many times did you call them? Uh, at, best, at best guess, I would say uh, 20 times. Rollo, that's still a lot of calls, man. That's a lot yeah, of but time. I've got ACD, so obsessive compulsive. I was, I was so cranky because my wife had left me. And, uh, yeah, so I... Um, uh, I was lonely, and um, I wanted someone to talk to. Dude, and, there, and there, there are hotlines for that. Dude, there are five dollar an hour. Yeah, yeah, five dollar so hotlines for that. They told me to ring. Well, there's also those hotlines as well. You, you don't have to harass these. I mean, who are you calling? Who were these people? I wasn't harassing. I wasn't well, harassing. Well, I was okay, asking questions. Okay, who, who who are they though? Who, who are these people you were calling? I was calling the COVID nineteen hotline um, that the that the government had set up, the New South Wales. And what, what were you saying government. to them? Like, what were you? What was your? I was asking them about Klaus Schwab and the and the and the reset. You know, the because he's written a book about it. You know how he wants to do the new reset and things like that. And uh, I was I was just asking uh, pretty normal questions about like um, like. Uh, you know, small businesses and you know, and are being shut down and uh, uh, and what, what's essential? What 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 is deemed essential and what is not essential? You know, Macca's has not been shut down the whole time, and yet mum, you know, mother and father's businesses is not is not deemed essential, but Macca's is like, but Macca's is a giant corporation. You know what I mean? Okay so, okay, so so when you didn't get the answers you wanted the first uh, fifteen times, yeah, I rang why, back and I. Why did you keep calling them? Uh, because I wanted, I want to know. Uh, uh, well, for example, um, Klaus Schwab, um, Anthony Fauci, um, especially Bill Gates, you know, and these people, you know, that want to give everybody injections because I want to go and see my father again before he dies. And I'm not. I don't want to take an injection because it killed my grandfather. I don't want to take a, a, a what do you call it, a um, vaccination. If you're going to get COVID, that's the way you're going to get it. I, I, I was, you know, I was on heroin in my younger days. But I chose to um, put a needle in my arm, but uh, I'm not going to have big farmers sticking a needle in my arm. Do you know what I mean? Do you hear that clearly? 
Yeah, man, I hear you loud and clear. Yeah, so it's the mm. point of the story is, so you've got this letter in the mail saying, hey, listen, we want you to come to the magistrates because you've uh, called a government uh, phone mm. line too many times, and mm. you're planning to go in, and Rick's going to be your uh, carer? No, no, He's no, no, be no, your... no, 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 I've got a... I've got a, Rick might be a character witness or a, a you know a, a witness. Um, just you know, give me you know, say something of good character because Rick is very well spoken, way better than I am. Um, it's true. Uh, it's true. I'll, it's I'll, true. Have, I'll have a proper. I'll have a proper lawyer. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, I'll have a I'll have a proper lawyer representing me, and um, I'll, I'll probably just go in there and just say not guilty, and uh, and that will be that, and uh, they'll have to get Karen Borg, the head of the, the CEO of um, Health Direct New South Wales, and then I will, as Rick said, subpoena uh, Klaus Schwab, um, uh, who were the other, <laughs> who were the other two, Bill Gates, and. Uh, and um, Anthony Fauci, yeah. We'll subpoena them, definitely. And, and then we'll get uh, also Dan Andrews, you, uh, your mate down there in Melbourne. And we'll um, Gladys Berejiklian, which is our New South Wales um, Premier, and um, and um, uh, Anastasia Palaget, who's up there in um, Queensland. Because of all the bullshit that, that these guys are... Oh, guys, I say guys. Um, these... Um, New South, uh, these premiers. Yes, yeah, so uh, Rollo, 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 Rollo. Yeah. Don't take this wrong yeah, way, yeah, but like, yeah, how, roller, do you, how do you think that's going to yeah. pan out? Like, subpoenaing these people. I don't think, know. I don't know how it's going to pan out. That's why I'm, I'm looking what, forward what's, to it. What's your best guess? What are you expecting? I don't know. Probably three years in jail for <laughs> making a few phone calls. And a million dollar fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a joke, but there you go. <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun. Whatever it is, it'll be a lot of fun. What, what did uh, what did Chrissy say when she found out about this? What was her response to this? Uh, well, well, she left me over this whole thing. Over this incident, really? And uh, the, the COVID um, COVID nineteen when it hit uh, at March in twenty twenty. And they said two weeks to flatten the curve and all of that, and you go, oh yeah, all right. And then it just it just escalated from that. And uh, the the media, and I don't think Klaus Schwab could have been any happier because, like, through the whole world, like this global pandemic all over the world, you know, in March 2020, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, and then everybody believes this bullshit. Where's people dying in the street? It is a pandemic. Where are the people dying in the streets? Not, listen, not you, listen, you know, and I know, and everyone listening to this knows that the pandemic is bullshit. But like, I wouldn't have asked yeah. about Chrissy about this if I knew that this mm. incident was the final straw. If I knew that, I wouldn't have asked. That'd be a dick thing to do. I honestly, God, mm. didn't know. So is that what you're saying? Like, this was the final straw for her when you got a, a letter in the mail saying that you've no. What um, happened? What happened? I mean, I let it get to me, John Lebon. I let it get to me. I really did. But dude, I wasn't trying to be I, asking I, you that I, I, question. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have asked you that question if I thought your answer would be what it was. So I'm sorry about that. If this is the final no, straw. No, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. I mean, 
I would have thought if I was strolled up in the police uh, rocked up. The only thing I'm sorry about is never meeting you in Bangkok. Well, no, I've already told you this. It's a good thing we didn't, because we would have gotten drunk and high pipes. No, no, but that's the only thing. No, we would have killed each other. One of us would have pushed the other one off the the balcony. No, I'm glad we didn't meet. No, No, it would have been a disaster. I would have got in MMA style, and you could have punched me out and... uh, Yeah, so one of us would have fallen over a balcony. Either, either you live and <laughs> well, I'm dead, or I live and you're dead. Either way, it's not a good outcome, bro. Yeah, I'm, glad we didn't, I'm glad we didn't... Uh, yeah. No, I'm glad we didn't meet. It would have been crazy, man. I'm so glad. I want to meet you with Rick and uh, Velocet mm. there to mm. keep us calm. Because I can get carried away, and you can get carried away. Oh. We need those two to sort of just keep us on the even keel. <laughs> can you imagine? When we're on the balcony, when we're on the balcony here, when me, the golden skid mark, Velocet, and Rick... Ricky, we're on the balcony and we're all doing acid and we're doing all sorts of drugs. That's what I heard. Drugs. Yeah, that's what I heard. Okay. That's what uh, I heard, yeah. And yeah. Um, there was no problems whatsoever. It was just fun and games. It was just us having a really, really good time. Well, and, I've heard uh, you're having a right, reunion okay. this weekend. The Golden, skid, the, the Golden Skid Mark got a little bit... I was looking at Set. Oh, I remember looking at Set right in the eye going, oh my God, this guy's... This guy's a little bit crazy here. I mean, have, have we done the right thing? And then when what? he calmed down, because he went on his acid trip and then he went up, you know. What was he doing? Was he, was he going belligerent about the Jews? What was he doing? No. Not, a little bit? No, little bit. no. It was nothing like that. It was nothing like that. It was just, um, it was sort of like grabbing on the leg and being so, you know, a little bit rough and tumble. And I'm just saying, come on, dude, 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 sit down, sit down. Sit down, sit down. Grabbing a leg. Yeah. Was he trying to take you down with a single leg takedown? Was he trying to wrestle you? <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah, it was. Wow. So I've heard he's a big guy. I've heard he's a big, strong guy. I've, I've heard you wouldn't want to mess with this guy. Oh, That's what I've heard. He looks like... He, he, he really does look like Jason, Jason Statham. Like, you know, he's... he's six Who the fuck two. is that? Who's Jason Statham? Jason Statham. Jason Statham's in... Uh, um, uh, the... Oh, that wonderful film. What was it called? Locked Up. He was in uh, Match. Hello? Oh, he, Hello? It's, he's one of the James Bonds, is he? Hold on, Jason Statham. No, mm. no, he was in the movie Crank, for example. Uh, uh, sorry, who have we got here? Who we got? Oh, it's Rolly Quaid. Rolly Quaid, Rolly Quaid, yes. Keep going, man. Yeah, he's an he's a English action star. He was in Lock yes. Stock and Two Little Barrels, which is an awesome, phenomenal it's- movie. He was in Fast and Furious, presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. Yeah, he's a tough-looking yep. dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss that guy. Oh, yeah. And and, and the, what was that one, that, 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 that car one? He was in a couple of... Fast uh, and Furious, I just told you. No, no, not the Fast and Furious. No, not that one. That was Vin Diesel. Um, the, the, he was in one called The Professional... Not well, the dude, I'm reading this on um, Wikipedia. It says he was in Fast and Furious. Oh, was he? I That's what it says on Wikipedia. I've never watched Fast and Furious in my whole life. I've never watched a single Me uh, neither. film. No. He was a minor character no, in Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. What, hey, Rolly, Rolly Quaid. What was the one where... Snatch? Uh, Are you thinking of Snatch? In... Snatch, 2000. Oh, Lockstock. Snatch is a great film. Well, he was That's in right. Film. He was in that with um, Brad Pitt, uh, where Brad Pitt played that Irishman. and He uh, was yeah. actually yeah. Uh, Gypsy. Pikey. Yeah, the Gypsy one. Yeah, who, who did that? That was the guy that Madonna married. Um, what was his name? The the fellow that um, wrote and directed that. 
Uh, same guy. Who's guy, guy Ritchie. Guy he Ritchie. Actually, Thank you. Rolly Quay. Uh, Rolly uh, Quay. Uh, Ro- yes. Rolo. He was actually married to Madonna at the time. Yeah, he was too. Yes. Yeah, guy Ritchie married. Oh, my God. What a lucky guy. I've always fancied Madonna. I'd always want to do it with Madonna. Actually, I might play that song. Do you, might, do you guys mind if I play that? Yeah, but only one song per hour, Rollo. One song per hour. Only one it? song per hour. I think that's fair. I All think right. it's a fair call. I think Ab and Joel would agree. Have you ever heard the song, John LeBon? Have you ever heard the song, I Want to Do It With Madonna? I think I have, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, um, you guys keep... You and Rolly keep you, chatting. I'll, well, let me uh, just, let me just welcome Rolly um, respectfully. Rolly, uh, welcome to the live stream chat. We're just talking shit. He's drunk. I'm almost as drunk as he is. We're just talking shit, man. Good to have you. Yeah, good to be here, guys. And Rolly, you're one of the few people on the side who's actually uh, rolled around in the in the octagon or in the ring. Like you, you've you've done some fighting. You're a tough dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm retired. I take fights here and there. Dude, I first heard you on Renegade Broadcasting. Do you still listen to Kyle? No. Did you know I that him and Sinead, you know him and Sinead have a kid now that's like three or four years old and now they've got their own um, uh, natural products uh, range. It's called Heathen Herbs. They sell soaps and... Um, so they have a different kid besides Ryan? Ryan's like seven now. I don't know about Ryan. I have no idea oh, what you're talking Ryan's, about. Ryan's their oldest kid. They never talk about him. No, they don't. I don't even think that's a matter of public knowledge. Ryan, Ryan is actually probably in second grade. Is it their kid? Yeah, it's their kid they had together. Um, they had a kid as soon as they uh, started. I guess he knocked her up when meeting her because, like, the timeline of it all. So you're, you're claiming, because they, they only claim to have one child who's, like, three years old or four years old or something. You're claiming they've got two kids. Yeah, Ryan is definitely not three years old. So why would they do that? Why would they... Because Ryan was was a was three years old when I was a part of Renegade. Like, I don't know what the, what the child's name is. They never use his name because they don't want to put that out there. But, um, hold on. Hold that? on, guys. Hold on. LSG 33. I'm Rachel. Conoku. Original simulator. Robbie Parker. This is Ohio You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Oh yeah, fakeologist.com. Saturday, uh, Saturday, Tuesday, the eighth of February, twenty twenty-one. You're here with me, Rollo, JLB, and Rolly. Isn't the ninth? Isn't Tuesday the ninth? Is today Tuesday or Monday? I, I think today's the ninth. Oh, I could be got it. I could. I could get the date. Got the date wrong. I'm still looking up this uh, song for us. Keep going, Rolly and JLB. Okay, you guys want to do a little bit of Q and A about Renegade? Well, just just on Renegade, for listeners who don't know, Renegade Broadcasting, uh, this guy called Kyle Hunt runs the station. He's based in Florida. Him and his wife do podcasts. I like them. I like them both. And that's where I first heard you, uh, Rolly Quaid, as a special guest to talk about the fighting game being fixed. The first time I ever heard of you was on Renegade. Then a few years later, I heard you on um, Fakeologist, right? But I first heard you on Renegade. And so just to clear something up, I don't know uh, Sinead and Kyle, and I don't know how many kids they have, and I don't know how old their kid is. I thought he was three. Maybe he's older than that. Like, maybe they have one kid who's older than I thought he was. I'm trying to say. Like, I've, I've never met them. I don't know. And they don't use their, their child's name, and I don't... Even if, even if I knew their kid's name, I wouldn't use it because it's private. And um, the point I was trying to make to you was, yeah, they're like, they're... 
they're a couple, they've got a kid, they're running their own um, natural products business now and they both train uh, jiu-jitsu and like, I like those two. They don't like me. They think I'm a Satanist <laughs> because cause I don't hate Alistair Crowley. That's all it takes with those two. If you do not denounce Alistair Crowley, you're a Satanist of those two. They're very uh, paranoid in that sense. But I like them. I still listen to them uh, every episode and Rolly, I think they're fantastic. That's just my opinion. I'll tell you. They're okay. I could say that Kyle's mixed bag. He's done some good things for me. He's done some bad, shitty things. What was the bad thing he did? Constantly talking shit about me after leaving. Well, he does say that about... Him and Sinead do that about everyone. They they, they do not maintain uh, long-term positive relationships for whatever reason. They just don't. That's just how they are. Yeah, it's like if you leave the network, they try to bury you in the ground. They try to make sure that you never work again. Mind you, yeah, yeah, but roll it, uh, roll it in saying that sometimes it's it's that's um, understandable. When uh, Sean Surplus left or was booted from Renegade, he started like talking a lot of shit. So you can't blame uh, Kyle and Sinead for you know talking shit about him as well. Like sometimes it is valid. Like they do get a lot of criticism. They get a lot. No, from so, so it's called. like a, maybe a defense thing? I, like yeah, they're very defensive, too. They're super defensive. You know this. They are, those two are super defensive. It's incredible. But but I can understand it because they get attacked probably more even than me. So, no, I understand. Yeah, maybe I should hold my tongue about them. Cause I, might I, think, I think you should. I think you should hold your tongue, especially on a, on a... This is being live streamed, so probably should hold your tongue. But uh, if I'm ever in um, Florida, I, I'm going to email them and say, can we can we meet up? If they say yes, awesome. If they say no, well, at least I tried. I think they're probably cool people in real life. Anyway, Rolly, we've got to with this Rollo. We've got Rolly Quaid from America. We've got Rollo from uh, Newcastle, Australia. And check this out, Rolly. Or mate Rollo was going to uh, court because he has misused a carriage service. He called and he called a phone line, about a COVID phone line, allegedly, this is the allegation, 55 or more times. <laughs> now, if they have evidence... Oh, that, I like, the way, I like have, the way he said allegedly. I like the way he said allegedly. Man. Well, at the moment, it's not proven. Yeah, at the moment, because, proven uh, it can't be 55 times. Is it possible, Rollo, that it was 55 times? It's not possible. Because I only did it for a week. They said that I, I, they said I did it for a month. There are so many lies, exaggerations on this charge sheet. It's ridiculous. And I'm going to have so much fun facing my accuser, Karen Borg, uh, from Health Direct New South Wales. Because I'm, I'll tell you a story. Um, uh, John LeBon, listen to this. Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, I, I spoke to my um, um, doctor yesterday, uh, my GP, mm-hmm. uh, because my wife wants me to go and see a psych- psychologist and um, uh, about my drinking problem because I do like a drink, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, um, so I went like, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Um, I just went. Uh, uh, the doctor said to me, uh, my doctor for thirty years, right? My GP, he's been my doctor for 30 years, said, plead guilty and say sorry. And I went, absolutely no fucking chance of that. Hold on, was this your doctor or your lawyer? Who told you this? My doctor. Because oh, my okay. doctor wants me to go and see a psychologist to go and, about my drinking. 
and I spoke to my doctor, and after of thirty years, he's a general practitioner, and I and I and he said to me when I read this, you know what I read to um, to you or, or to um, Rick the other night, uh, just go into uh, Downing Street Magistrate Court, say sorry, and uh, and and plead guilty or something, and I just went no, no, I'm not guilty of anything. If I'm guilty of anything, I'm just guilty of asking questions on a, on a on a phone line that was set up by Karen Borg, Health Direct New South Wales, um, for us to ask questions. But no, now I'm being charged with being what uh, menacing and uh, you know all this uh, harassing, did you ever menace and offending. Them? Did, did you did you ever like threaten them or say you know you guys are evil? Threaten or... them of what? I don't know. Asking questions. Did you, did you ever get heated with them? Did you ever get like um, aggressive with them? I might have raised my voice. I might have raised my voice a little bit, but I'm I'm known for doing that. But if their fee 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 feelings are going to get hurt by a raised voice, I mean, you can raise your voice at me. I'm I'm not going to get hurt. My feelings aren't going to. You blockheaded bastard! No, you're, you're yeah, cool, exactly. These people are just um, fun, like they just they're getting paid what. Maybe twenty bucks an hour casual, maybe maybe twenty five. I don't know to sit there and man the phones. And yeah, um, I understand that too. People, I know you did that. You you did that. I, I have. I've worked in your... several phone centers, including for the government. Mm-hmm. So I know. I know it's like when you're sitting there, and you're given a script, and people call you. It's like, like I I sympathise with these people. I sympathise with you too, by the way, Rollo. I sympathise with you mm-hmm. as well. I'm just saying, like I can see. Thank you. They, they might have got to a stage where they're just like, this guy, we we can't help him. And I agree with Rick. But they weren't, I, they I weren't agree, polite. I, they listen, didn't, listen, they didn't Rick, say goodbye. Just give me yeah. out. No, what Rick yeah. said, what, just give me out. What Rick said was true. It's true. It's true. What Rick said was like, when they yeah. blocked you, that should have been the end of the conversation. Like They've blocked mm. you, assuming yeah. you don't try and circumvent the block and use other phone numbers to call them again, because then you're really going too far. But if they block you, that's it. They've blocked you. They don't have to deal with you. You can't deal with them. That's it. That should be the end of it. There should be no police involved. There should be no people coming to your house. Oh, yeah, and I had I had the police here three times, and get this, I mean, well, I wasn't joking. When when they were calling me out of the blue, and and it really was, um, you know, I was there going, oh, shit, what's going on? Yeah, and they're going, and they were menacing. and But I don't know if it was the police that were calling me. I, I, I more likely think that it was, Karen Borg's um, um, underling. Who the fuck is Karen Borg? Trying... Who the fuck are you talking about? Let me look Karen Borg up. is the CEO of Health Direct New South no, I'm Wales. Looking her up, I'm looking her up right now. Hold on. You haven't Karen done a Borg thing yet, bro? Who we got Borg's there? Is... been on a rampage. Who we got there? Is that Rolly Quay back again? Or we got no, there? I think it's O'Fellas. It's O'Fellas. I'm hey, just fellas, excited. Okay. G'day, mate. How are you? To now do a Borg video. It's so sink heavy. Come on. Sorry for interrupting. Dude, I'm no, Googling, no, I'm Googling you're, you're Karen Borg. I can't that. find anything about this girl. No, I know. That's why... Do you know how long it took me to get her name? Well, how did you even know? Like, where, where did you... I had to. I had to ring... I went, who... Listen to this, John LeBon. If okay. I want to talk to someone, I always want to talk to the person in charge. Okay, so I don't want to talk to... Um, yeah, all right, so I'll talk to um, you know the COVID nineteen hotline. I'm going. Who who is in charge of um, this this helpline? 
And it took me a week to get Karen Borg to help uh, uh, name. And I finally got it. And, uh, and then, this just shows you what a little pussy she is. She then blocked me from Health New South Wales Direct and then gave me this bullshit here, this, that I have to go to Downing Magistrates Court. So if she's not in that courtroom so, so I can face my accuser, there's going to be major problems. You know what I mean? Yeah, here's a problem. She won't be there. Yeah. I've been to the magistrate well, before a couple of times. I'm not gonna I'm gonna go in there with tape on my mouth or something like that. You know, I'll put, you know, a bit of um a great big um piece of tape right over my mouth or something. I'm not gonna say a word. If she's not in there, you've got to face your accusers. And and this is yeah, what that's this, not how it this works, document though. said. This is this is what I tried to explain to Frank the other night and I was I was so mm. drunk. Don't like I'm not, I'm not proud of coming to the fake college cause being drunk, right? I was drunk as shit. No, Frank, Frank, Frank wanted to. Well, I'm not worried about. It. I'm just saying this is what happened. So, so Frank wanted to talk about. Oh, do this in court. I'm like, Frank, have you actually fucking been to court, mate? Have you? No, he hasn't. So, like, all this theory. He's never the been theory to court. is oh, not real. Okay. Like, I've been to court, okay, and it doesn't Me work too. the way they show on TV. TV is bullshit, mate. So this idea of, oh, you'll get to face your accuser and you'll get to be hearing. No, 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 you won't. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> That's a fucking fantasy. Me, I will be. Okay, fine, uh, I hope you do. I hope John you do. Lewan, did I, I ever tell you when I got done DUI in 1997? Well, you, yeah, well, I asked you about I it. I had to go to court then, and, and I pled guilty, and it cost me a, a thousand bucks. But I was guilty, and I pled guilty because I knew I was guilty. I was That's a fair dickhead. Enough. I, That's fair I, got a, I got a case of beers, and I drove... Yeah, you and your mate got lost. You and your mate got lost. You drove from Newcastle to Sydney. Yeah, exactly. We missed the hour time and turn off because I was too drunk. And uh, it was a Blues Brothers movie because they had like five cop cars and I said to my mate, saying, I went, I think we should pull over. (laughs) We're not getting away from this. Bro, it's a cool story. Trust me, I do like the story. But the problem was when I was asking about that, I was tanked. And um, actually, to be honest with you, have you, ever, have you ever drove, driven drunk? Yeah, driven drunk? three, three or f- three to five times. I'm not sure exactly how many, but um, well, I, ha- I have done it. And that, that's why I can't judge people. Like if I ever find out, oh, someone drank drove and he smashed his car or he ran over somebody, I can't judge them because guess what? I've done that. I didn't get caught. I didn't smash anybody. I didn't damage my car. I was perfectly safe, but I've done it. So how can I judge anybody? Yeah. I'm trying to say. Exactly. So yeah, well, what's the old line? Um, uh, don't throw the, uh, these the, without. He who is without sin can cast the first yeah. stone. Dude, there's been yeah, a couple exactly. of times in my life I've woken up in my bed at home and I'm like, how the fuck did I get home? Like yeah, my last memory is being like, a party. Yeah, with a with a whole lot of hookers and blow in your in your bed. No, 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 Get out, get out, get out. No, 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 no. Just just woke yeah. up in my bed and I'm like, what the yeah. fuck am I doing here? I get out, I see my keys I see my keys on the desk and I'm like yeah. the keys to my car I'm like uh oh so then I, I get the keys I walk out the front door and there's my car like, there's I mean, my car well, I don't know I, 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 blew, don't, remember I, I don't remember it right? I blew point uh, point one five which is only it's three not times. that over the limit yeah, it's, it's not that over the limit well, dude that's three I mean, times the limit that is actually a lot over actually yeah, yeah. I can drive like easily at point one five no, that's three times the limit. You, you shouldn't be driving at that, at that stage. <laughs> but the, the point of my story is, 
There's been a couple mm. of times when I've woken up and I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? And it turns out I drove home. I'm fine, the car's fine, nothing bad happened. But had I been caught, it could have uh, ruined my life. That was a long, by the way, by the way, can I just say, that was a long time ago. I'm talking, I'm talking 10 years ago. I'm talking 15 years ago. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I know. John LeBond, back in 1982, because you're a lot younger than I. Five, no, dude, uh, 1982, I haven't been born yet. Dude, in 1982, my mum was still in fucking high school, yeah. early high school. 1982, what happened in Australia, right? It was, it, uh, they brought in um, random breath tests, right? Probably, and back then it was called more than five, don't drive. More than five, don't drive. And then, and there was well, the that's song, fair How enough. Will you go I wouldn't when drive. You the test. Yeah. The, the sensible part of me would not drive after five beers, Mike. That's yeah, and that's five simple. middies. That's five middies, right? Yeah, not, still, not still, no, no need to drive. Especially, new, you live in Newcastle, bro. Like, it's not hard to get from but any pub in your town to your house. always drove around. Bro. My excuse was, they're, I come they're from the ones like that you have to Newcastle. watch out for. Yeah, but like no, this isn't happens. Sydney. No, no, Sydney, mate. Sydney, oh, okay. not okay. Newcastle. All right, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, you have to watch out for them because they wipe you out. You just, especially on a Friday or Saturday night. Or, uh, <laughs> but um, look, look, it's just you just like <laughs> no, <laughs> I just don't understand what this whole. Listen, you hear Rollo, that? Rollo, let's get back this to your problem. A few, a few phone calls Rollo, questioning COVID-19. Rollo, Rollo, just come down. We'll get back to your story about the, the charges in a second. Before we do, right. just with the, the drink driving thing, when I was in Chiang Mai, Thailand, northern Thailand, about a year ago, I rented a mm. scooter. I was there for two months. I rented a scooter. I literally refused to drive my scooter anywhere if I thought there was even a chance I would drink a beer because I just know... But if I have one beer, maybe I'll have two, and maybe mm-hmm. I'll have 17, and mm-hmm. it's trouble. So I, I went two months with a scooter in Thailand, didn't drink drive once, and I'm proud of that, because I just know what I'm like. And I, I think, can't believe that you drove it. You weren't driving in, so you weren't in Bangkok, though, driving a scooter, though. No, I didn't have a scooter in Bangkok, no. I've got to say, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust myself completely, unbelievably sober to drive a scooter in Bangkok because uh, it's just madness there. Uh, but I, uh, I see what I did do. I see what I did do. I went to Phuket. People like you and me who know we can get carried away and just be silly, mm-hmm. we have to put mm-hmm. in um, safeguards to like minimise the harm. And for me, mm-hmm. not owning a vehicle for the last 10 years has ensured I can't oh. drink drive. And the only time I did have a vehicle was when I was in um, Chiang Mai for two months. I, I literally never drank anywhere near that scooter because I just had these visions of like waking up in a, a Thai prison somewhere. You know what I mean? I'm like, really I cannot take this risk. I cannot take yeah, this good, risk. Good job. You acknowledge what, what what you have to do to not get completely fucked. Dude, if I if I if I had owned a car, if I'd owned a car for the last ten years, I would have drink driven at least once and possibly many times. It's You've got to know if you get really carried away, man. And I get carried away big time. So, yeah. Man, a man's got to know his limitations. Mm-hmm. Oh, is. Hey, John LeBond, when you come back to Australia, if they let you, I'll let you drive my silly. Can you drive a stick? Can you drive a stick? Of course, man. Give me a
me, give me some yeah, credit. Yeah. Dude, I, I drove from Melbourne. Dude, I drove from Melbourne to Brisbane via uh, Dubbo in a a um, Ford Festiva Trio, bro. Five speed manual. I drove the whole way from Melbourne to Brisbane, dude. So yeah, I can drive a fucking stick shift. Fuck man, give me some credit. I'm not a I'm not a typical millennial. I mean, Rolly, give me some fucking credit here, mate. Can I drive a stick shift? You cheeky motherfucker. The young people these days don't even know how to drive a stick. I've tried to teach my wife. No, I'm not young, dude. I'm 33 years old, bro. Come on now. Yeah. Not, I, w- I wish I was young, but... I literally oh, keep my keys in my ignition of my truck because I know nobody in my city can steal it because they can't drive a stick. What city do you I, live in, fellas? Where are you from? Portland. Oh, you're from Portland? Yeah. Portland. Jesus. Hey. Hey, fellas, hey, guys, guys, ready? Listen, listen. Listen. Oh, that wasn't champagne. champagne. I thought you were going to fart. I'm kind of disappointed. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to fart. No, no, it's just champagne called. Champagne. We know what, you know what, Rollo, Rollo. I like to drink champagne. Rollo, if you promise to behave yourself, I might be tempted to go and buy one more bottle. Pardon me. One more bottle from the old service station. I might be tempted. Right. If you promise to behave yourself. And if both fellas promises not to go emo mode. I fucking hate the emo shit. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Here we go. Yeah, so it's Fakeologist Audio Chat. We're here with John Labonte, O'Fallis, me, Rollo, and what is it? It's Tuesday the... Uh, the 9th. Is it the 8th? It's the 9th, bro. Get it right, Rosie. Yep. Going, and by the way, local time in Newcastle is... You guys are nine hours ahead, so it should be 5 p.m. for you. Exactly, 5 p.m. You got it right. Yeah, it's 8 a.m. here in uh, beautiful Bansko, Bulgaria, and O'Fallis in Portland, don't tell me, you're minus 10, so it should be, what, 10 p.m.? This is 10 p.m. There we go. I've got it, mate. I've got First the world clock. across two entire I've, days. In my mind. I've got the world clock in my mind going, baby. Holy shit. So, Ophelos comes from Poland. Now it all makes sense. No offense, Ophelos, but you can be a, very bit, a little bit emotional, like emo style. But I'm now that I know that you grew up emotional. in Poland. I just defend compassion. Yeah, 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 whatever. So, now I didn't grow up in Poland. I grew up in Florida. You were, you were basically raised by communists. That's not no, I didn't. I moved to Portland like two and a half years ago. Oh, really? Where are you from originally? And that's what woke me up to everything being a lie, is I moved okay. into the heart of where'd the... Where did you grow up originally? Florida. Florida? Florida's not full of fucking emo pussies. Where did you get that from? Where did you get this, um, uh, you know, emotion? It's not emotions. It's having compassion for your fellow man and understanding that they have emotions. I don't give a shit no, about I'm being a bit, I'm being a bit nasty. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to tone no, that no, down. No, no, that's okay. No, I'm, I'm being a bit nasty. I think the word we're looking for is restraint. Restraint. No, I'm being a bit nasty. I'm sorry about that. Ophelos is a cool dude. I'm sorry about that. We, we, had a bad, we, had, we had a bad conversation 18 months ago, and I, I need to let that go. So no, I'm going to let it go. No, it was bad because you went all emo style on me, and I was just like, what are you talking about? I didn't about? go emo. You were being incredibly aggressive to a person who couldn't handle it, and I was, was standing it? up for it. Who was it? in the call? I think it was Truth I Am, who was just now addressing, like he was openly acknowledging... Okay. 
that no, maybe probably, he I probably was being a dick. I'm sorry about that. No, I probably was being a dick. I'm sorry about that. I, I know you were. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't care if you do. But it's, I was. I just did the thing I, I do. No, that's fair enough. I apologize. No, I'll, I'll turn it down. I get carried away sometimes. I'm sorry about that. You emo bastard. <laughs> that's a good one. You emo bastard. <laughs> you blockheaded bastard. Oh, that's so Joel, are you seeing someone about, about your that. mental problems? Yeah, thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Hey, re- hey, hey, Roland, 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 the Australians Roland, 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 so today I've been putting all my money on the Australians, and my boy Papyron, that's an he's an Australian by the way. If he wins, I'm going to be up so much money. No, 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 he may, he may, he may, he may. I'm going to take that money and put it on the next Australian. I'm spending up all day. I haven't. No, John, John, I haven't been watching the tennis. Has there anyone been in the stands? Have they got the stands full or not? Yeah, I think they've got 25 percent or 30 percent or. You've got some okay. bullshit arbitrary um, number of people in the in the stands. But the point of my oh, story right. is... Well, social seen, distancing with... Like, yeah, yeah, all that crap. Room. Yeah, all that crap, all that crap. Yeah. So the point of my story is, I, I put some money on the Australians so far. They've all been winning. I've got some money on this guy. He was paying three bucks. He's about to win. If he does win, I'm going to take all that money and put it all on the next Australian. I don't care who they are. I'm putting it on them because I think they've got this massive advantage at this tournament. Because they didn't have to quarantine for two weeks. Which, by the way, can you imagine being stuck in a fucking, pardon my language, being stuck in a hotel for two weeks? You're meant to be an elite athlete. How the hell can you train in a, in a freaking hotel room? It's ridiculous. Hotel gym. They, 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 they didn't let them use the gyms. So, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make to you, Rollo, is I want to go and buy myself another two liters of beer. And, oh, here we go, he got it. We're fucking home, boys. We're home. How much money is in my account? We're going to put it all in the next Aussie Rollo. Wait, can I, can I just give a little little, little tidbit of advice to somebody who's been making yeah, a living off of investing for the past eight months? Uh, take take per, 10% of your winnings and put it back in your bank so that if it fails, you still made a profit. That's good advice, dude. I've already taken the money out. My don't initial buy, investment... Don't buy crypto. Hear me out. I put, I put 80 bucks in um, this uh, betting account like a week or two ago. And I've just been like slowly but surely. I'm on like I'm on a roll. So I've already taken that money out. Like this is all free money now. Great. And, that's um, the fun. That's where it's all. It's joy. all just fun now, dude. Yeah, it's all just great. fun. I'm having a good I've, time. I made so much money off crypto. I didn't it's realize you had a gambling play. addiction. Oh, dude, I'm a massive I, gambling addict. Massive. Yeah, yeah. I, I never realized. Um, there's a difference time. in gambling though. There's like put it all in red, and then there's educated betting, like. No, this isn't even educated. Gambling. This is just fucking... Well, it is educated because you have teams that haven't exercised in two weeks against a team that has. Like, that, that's a pretty intelligent insight that you capitalized on. And well, I it's agree. working today. Well, it is you, working today. Hey, John LeBond, let me tell you a story about gambling. Um, oh, yeah, tell one me. time, I was, uh, I was given a tip, and this was a guaranteed horse that was going to win. And I went... Uh, how much should I put on it? Because uh, cause I had the inside tip, and 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 it was a it was 
And I went, oh, Jeremy, I know this is a good friend of mine back in the day. And these, and I put, I just put 20 bucks on. I put 20 bucks. I, I couldn't put any more on knowing, knowing that this horse was going to win. And, and the, when it came down, you know, you know, the, it was, um, Gail Wardhouse's horse and uh, it just, it just shot up the middle and it, and it, it won. It was from behind. It won by, I know, 20 lengths. And, uh, yeah. And I, I still felt guilty. I felt guilty that that I had the inside tip. Why are you feel guilty? I'm glad that I put, I only put 20 bucks on it. Do you know how much I won? Two Why do you feel guilty? You're not explaining the story, though. Why do you feel guilty for it? Because I got the inside tip, and um, uh, it's like insider knowledge, you know, trading knowledge. of uh, If you know, like, um, say, um, you know, insider knowledge, it's, it's, it's not fair. If, if I, I don't mind putting money on a horse. Um, if I don't know anything about it, but if I know that the thing's going to win, yeah, and uh, and it won easily, it, the whole the whole all the horses just just spread apart and let this thing run up the middle. And there's my friend Jeremy going, looking at me, going, "See, I know the the, the fix was in. The fix was in. It's like you, John Lebon, uh, you know about boxing, you know, or um, whatever, you know, the fix is in." When Danny Green was it Danny Green was it where where that yeah it was that, Danny that, Green that versus his, his mate him. yeah it was complete that was that was bullshit mate that punch completely missed him right yeah and I looked closely and on slow mo and yeah fix was in hey listen uh, Rollo Rollo That's I'm gonna cool. go and give me ten minutes I'm gonna buy another uh, beer I'll be back all right no, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet on some um, some more tennis because I've just, I've had a great day so far I probably should just withdraw all my no, money and just like go to bed. <laughs> But fuck that, mate. You only live once. YOLO. I'm going to fucking take all this I might, cash, I might be spending the rest of my three years, next three years in jail if, uh, if Karen ah, Borg dude, gets do away. Do a plea deal. You, <laughs> I'll give you six months top. I'm not doing a plea deal. Security. You'll be fine. No way. You'll be fine. I'm not doing a plea deal. Hey, listen, I'll be, back, I'll be back in 10 minutes, all right? 10 minutes. Excuse me, 10 minutes. All right, right. man. I'll be back. <laughs> hilarious. There's John Le- there goes John LeBlanc. <laughs> He'll be back in 10 minutes. Are you still there, um... Uh, Alto, is, oh, who am I here with, Alto or your mom? Your mom, <laughs> your mom. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, fellas, <laughs> yeah, he'll be back in about ten minutes. So, um, yeah, how, how's your week been, Ophel? It's Monday. What are you? <laughs> I woke up at seven a.m. or six a.m. All right, all right, all right. Worked till five. Came home, drank, and ate dinner. What? And now I'm here. <laughs> do, you mind, do you mind me asking what you do for a living? I am a plumber's apprentice. Ah, oh, okay. As a journeyman I was working with today, uh, we managed to break the ice on conspiracy theories because, you know, I don't talk much because mm-hmm. everything I say people don't like. And he doesn't talk much because mm-hmm. apparently he's much like me. He's pretty uh, on the spectrum and believes a lot of wacky shit. So he learned to just not open his mouth. But, uh, Something popped in, and then we just like nonstop talked for hours. <laughs> it was it was pretty great. Wow. Yeah. So you bring up Klaus Schwab and COVID nineteen and uh, all this bullshit. Um, uh, well, he, he thinks he, he thinks viruses are real and that they're controlled yeah. attacks on the people. Whereas I don't think mm-hmm. viruses are real. I look forward to us getting further into that conversation. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't dwell on it because it's irrelevant. Okay. 
to the bigger issues at hand, like whether or not they're what, real and what's being... The, what are the bigger bigger issues at hand in your in your mind? Well, since COVID-19 is not really a threat, it doesn't matter if it's fake or if it's an intentional attack. Mm. I mean, I guess if it was an intentional attack, you'd expect it to be much more effective, right? Mm. But um, he, he's older. He's in, like, his 40s, so he's probably not very good at researching yeah. things. Uh, he just has suspicion and yeah. the ability to question motives. Well, well yeah, deductive reasoning or um, yeah, and things like that, yeah, we... Uh... Yeah, yeah, but okay. he probably believes all the propaganda about how people are dying and all that stuff. But where yeah. are they dying? Where are all these people dying? <laughs> right, exactly. I, I remember in uh, March, whatever, in 2020, and they and they go, oh, yeah, two weeks to flatten the curve for this pan- global pandemic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, where are the people dropping dead? Like, And where where's this curve being flattened? And everybody's using the term. I'm going... I've never heard the term flatten the curve before that. <laughs> and then you just go, oh, yeah, oh, Klaus Schwab in his wet dream <laughs> wanting to uh, um, bring in the new normal or whatever it is, you know, the great reset. Uh, yeah, he acknowledges it as a, an effort to instill fear so people submit to further authority. Yes, uh, I hear but yeah. like I'm, I'm out here with like they're completely shutting down capitalism and the ability of people mm-hmm. to like farm their own food, and they're gonna eliminate fiat after massive inflation this year. And uh, <laughs> turned out I was a bit more extreme than he was expecting. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like, "But you eliminate? What did you say? Capital. Eliminate? Eliminate? Did you say eliminate fiat? Fiat currency? Is that what you're talking about?" Yeah, just via inflation. Like, you don't have to eliminate the currency. You just make it have no value through massive inflation, right. World War II. Well, well, fiat, fiat currency, by its very definition, is um, it's not backed by anything. It's not backed by gold or uh, or um, silver or whatever, you know. But, uh, it kind of... It, no, it's interesting what you say, because I worked in finance. I'm That's... that's well, just life, comes down to capitalism only works if people are willing to work, and if people are getting paid yeah. in USD, and the USD has no value, they have no reason to work. And then capitalism. Well, if they, ke- if they keep printing money, keep if they keep yeah. Sorry to cut you off there, but um, yeah, if they keep printing money, and uh, yeah, it'll just cause hyperinflation, and uh, money will be. I mean, it's worthless anyway. Really, you can't eat it. But, um, yeah, but we operate it with it. Yeah, that's right. And as soon as we can't operate or something, the whole system collapses. And we're Mm -hmm. it's undeniably very close. Yeah. I I I hear you clearly. I mean that's what Klaus Schwab wants. Yeah. And then then they're gonna have to get or everyone you're gonna have to have a vaccine passport where all the um um the state will um uh be handing out the money, communist style or something, whatever. No socialist or whatever. And um, yeah, but so you've got to have that vaccine. You got to have that vaccine before you get any money. You got to get that injection. And uh, you know what the take-up rate is? Is fuck all. Fuck all people want to take it. Why would? Why would you want to take it? But they'll pay me four hours of. Wait. Yeah, well, I know that's that's for the that's for the lowest the lowest of normies. But people that have got half a fucking brain that are not normies. Uh, we'll um, <laughs> just say, no way. I've kind of come around being okay with this as like a form of natural selection. Like, I know it's what they want, 
But it also works in our favor to like get all of the people out of the way that aren't willing to think for themselves. Because once those people aren't holding us back, we're a stronger force, right? And even if there is a white genocide, then we're just in the situation of the Jews. We're now a very small amount, a very small population of people without a homeland who are willing to, who are very intelligent and willing to work together for our survival. And then, and then we're the real competitor to the Jews, which I find a very contradictory. I mean, I don't know how good they're, I know they can plan into the future, but I don't think they understand how their methodology is going to run the next Reich. <laughs> Are you Jewish? I have the phenotype, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I don't know my family you history. You have the phenotype, but are you Jewish? Like, do you have Jewish blood or not? Well, I, I would suspect I do because I have the phenotype, but I don't, yeah. know, I don't know my family history at all. All I know is my grandfather was a German in Denmark, born in 1932, I think, 1937. Okay. All right. I know nothing about my history. Yeah, well, I'm Irish. I mean, that's why I like to drink. I'm Irish, so I've got no Jewish blood in me as far as I'm aware. So, uh, well, I love to drink. I've never looked, uh, I've never looked in me. Do the Jews not drink? Um, well, yeah. Oh, fair enough. That's a good question. Well done. Um, I'm pretty sure they do. They like a drink. So I, it actually took me a while, but I found out my grandfather's original name was is mm. different than our current last name, and it's Helmberg. And I've been trying oh, to research yeah. common law to, you know, avoid the legal system, that's inevitably going to be a problem. Okay. And apparently the basis of common law is having, like, a heritage and, like, a coat of arms to assign yourself to instead of being a citizen of a country. Okay. So I was trying to find the crest of arms or family heritage for Helmberg, and it turns out Helmberg is just, like, a trade class of people who made helmets, in midi, midi, or the, the times of making armory equipment. They just made helmets. Helmbergs were any family that made helmets. Okay, I've got you. <laughs> That's as far as I've got before I burned out. All right. It's very hard well, look, to read. If, look, if, if, my, if, my, if my drains ever get blocked, um, I'll pay for your ticket to come over. Yeah, yeah, unblock my drains. Because you're a plumber, right? Oh, your trains. I mean, <laughs> your your drains. So you're saying drones? Yeah, my drains. Yeah, like uh, oh, I'm sorry. You, yeah, yeah. If if my toilet gets blocked up, I want you there to get in there and unblock it. I have actually because all the shit that comes out of my mouth and the shit that comes out of my ass, <laughs> I just wanted to go somewhere. Yeah, I don't do uh, service calls. I do remodeling and new development. I have oh, yet okay. to have to deal with any sort of live toilet water. But you know oh, what's worse than fecal what? water is like sink drain water. That shit is disgusting and full of bacteria and far more dangerous than septic. Sink. Sink. Yeah. It is. You horrible. know, you know. Well, you know when you're kitchen sink's blocked up or something's gone wrong. You just walk into the room and you just go, oh, what the hell's going on here? And, uh, yeah. And, look, I had no idea how uh, how to uh, unblock a drain. I'm 
I, you know, I can get a, you know, a, you know, a plunger, you know, a plunger, and I, if that doesn't work, I just make a phone call. There's really only three things you do. You you can try and plunge mm. it, or you stick a snake through it, which is just a long metal thing that you spin yeah. through to try and break it up. And if but that I doesn't work, one of those. I don't. I don't have one of those. That's why I have to get a plumber to do that. Yeah. Well, they're cheaper than a plumber. Oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. A lot cheaper than a plumber. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. This is Rick from Port Macquarie. You're hey, Rick. Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Beautifully said, there, Rick. Yeah, here you, we are with ourselves and uh, me, Rollo, and uh, we're just having a chill out session. Wait until. Uh, where's John Labonte? He's gone to go and get a whole bunch of uh, beers and to chill out with us. Oh, yeah, damn, I really wanted to talk about <laughs> emergency plumbing services. <laughs> no, Let I me just, just raise my glass here. Have you got a beer in your hand? I, I'm I've, got cham- I've got champagne in mine. I've got I to stay hydrated. All my alcohol is mixed with soda water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you call a plumber out there to snake your drain. That's like three hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, that was like that was thirty years ago when it when it got fully blocked up. Because I was a um, what I used to do was well, I used to eat meat. Now I'm a vegetarian or vegan, and um, and then none of the animal fat goes down my um drain. It used to the animal fat used to go down there and block it up. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to pour it down the drain, silly. Apparently, yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, again, I'm, I'm, I rarely eat, a ch- but I, I I can't help myself. I like a cheesy pizza, so. Uh, also, plumbing standards have come a long way. Like, pipes used to be, mm-hmm. like, an inch diameter and made out of material that plant roots could grow through, and there are all sorts of problems. Now it's like you've got to have yeah. a three-inch minimum on your house drain, mm-hmm. and it's made out of material that won't be penetrated by roots. So those problems. Yeah, that was back when they had um, a different, not those plastic pipes or uh, concrete pipes, but they had the um, uh, pipes when when you lay them, and then the the the, the roots would get in between the gaps between the pipes. And now we have the concrete pipes that are just one one straight pipe, and uh, yeah, they can't get in there. And my last house had this like flexible pipe that was super thin. And it clogged mm-hmm. up in the yard, like thirty feet away from the house, because just the the pipe was flexible, so it just like squished to half an inch mm-hmm. wide, because mm-hmm. the tree roots just decided to fuck that, <laughs> and that's in my way. Yeah. And, and when they the tore the pipe out, it was just filled with little roots, eating all my kitchen wow. scrap waste through the sink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have a? Do you have in your kitchen? Do you have one of those? Uh... Uh, I don't have one of them because I never trust myself with them because I thought I'd lose my fingers. The garbage uh, disposal? That, yeah, the garbage disposal. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, just don't stick your hand in it. It's very easy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I learned that the hard way. That's why I've only got three fingers. Are you joking? I'm only joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> how would I, I play the piano with like three fingers on my left hand? Yeah. Uh, with... I, I can't even minor. play the piano with four, four four fingers and a thumb <laughs> that well. We'll get Bella said here one time. Listen to how well he plays it. He, he doesn't play the piano. He plays the synthesizers, which isn't good. That's like a piano per button. 
What a beautiful day it is today down under. It is really a beautiful day. It's good to be alive. How are you celebrating, Roland? I'm going to uh, court uh, on the, uh, let me tell you, it's on the 31st of March, 2021, at 9.30 a.m. Would you believe it? I've got to go there at 9.30 a.m. That means I'm going to have to stay in a hotel room with Rick and my friend Josh. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go and, we're going to go and place, well, I will be saying nothing but not, not guilty unless Karen Borg is in the actual courtroom with me. Because uh, she's my accuser, and I want to face her. Yeah, I'm not the only person that's like really enjoying the name Borg, right? I are you a are you a Star Trek fan or not? Yeah, Star Trek's fan. It's one of the best things I've ever watched. I, I'm talking about the original one with William Shatner and uh, Leonard Nimoy, and I've watched all of Star Trek except the original season because I was born in the '90s, and it's way too slow, and I just I can't. Maybe I should okay, try so which, one, uh, which one did you like? The one with Patrick Stewart, the Next Generation? Is that the one that you? That you I, like? I liked them all. I liked um, the female captain a lot. I liked. Oh yeah, right. Space Nine. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, you got it. But the one with the female captain, where they end up in like a different sector of the universe and are just cut mm-hmm. off from the rest of the Federation, and they're just yeah. like, fuck. Well. I'm, I'm, I've got to, I've got to tell you, I'm, I, I, if you're going to go like, um, like massive um, Star Trek on me, I, I did like, I did like Discovery. Was it Star Trek Discovery? The one that had, um, the, yeah, the one, the one that had, um, oh, what was his name? He was, he, he was in five seasons of one of my favorite shows. Now I'm going, now I'm going to have a brain fart. Um, Scott Bakula. What, was that Discovery? Scott Bakula? Do you remember him? Uh, I don't see him on the IMDb for Discovery, but I'll just look him up real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look him up. Look him up. He was in a show called Quantum Leap. It's a show that oh, I Oh, that loved. was a good show. Yeah, uh, that's Scott Bakula. Is the, uh, the oh, yeah, Scott Bakula is dope. I remember him. Yeah. It's the best show in the whole... No, it was just so well-written. Every single episode. There were no bad episodes of uh, of that, and uh, he he ended up. Uh, that was five seasons, so that went from 1988 to 1992, and then he was an Enterprise. He was Captain John Enterprise. Enterprise was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but I really did love Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, what a show! You know, he just go back and jump into someone else's body. You know, did something go wrong. Uh, who else was in Quantum Leap? Uh, Scott Bakula, and who was the other guy um, that I really liked? Dean Stockwell. Did you look it up? Dean yeah. Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. Yeah, he was the guy with Diggy. He, yeah, he was the guy with the little computer in his hand. Yeah. He just always it was played. Great. That was a Glenn, Glenn A. Did Glenn A. Larson produce that? I think it was. Was it Glenn A. Larson? Produced that? I can't remember. But yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Oh, man, Donald Bellisario. Oh, Bell- yeah, that's him. Yeah, sorry, Glenn A. Larson was the A team and a few other things, but uh, yeah, yeah, Donald Donald B. Um, Bellisario. Yeah, my goodness me, I love TV back then. Just simple, 
Formula. I like Formula TV. Um, did, did you ever remember watching The Incredible Hulk? And you know that you're going to get him, Lou Ferrino, uh, uh, Bill Bixby, and Lou Ferrino. And you knew that he was going to Hulk out twice, and and you just knew it. And, and you All couldn't right. wait for it. Yeah. We're 20 minutes in. Where's we haven't hulked out once? Something big's about to happen. Yeah. No. Come, on. Come on, Bill Bixby. When when are your eyes going to turn white and get angry? <laughs> you just knew it, and it didn't matter. It was just like you was you you just waiting for it. Come on, come on. <laughs> it's so good. I love I simple watched. stuff like that. I haven't watched a lot of TV. And it's like a drug. It's like a drug. You just go, come on, come on. You wait for the drug to kick in and, and watch it. And then bang, <laughs> turn green. Yeah. Turn green, motherfucker. Yeah, come on. Turn into Lou Frigno and, and, yeah. and don't hurt anyone because the Incredible Hog never hurt anyone. He, it was about justice and it was all, you know, simple Simple things, you know. Um, you know, he's been... It's always him being fucked over somehow, and it, it makes him angry, and then he, he hogs up. And then you want to see his shit get ripped off his back and turn into the Incredible Hogs. It's brilliant. I love that shit. I do. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, this champagne tastes beautiful. Is it champagne or is it Prosecco? No, it's champagne. Uh, we can actually call it champagne now. There wow. was a while in Australia that the French had a, um, you know, the, had a, um, I think. It has to be from the yeah, city yeah. to be called champagne. Yeah, yeah. So they had a, um, you guys beat that? a big thing on that word, but we're finally, yeah, we're allowed to use it again here in Australia. Yeah. It, seriously? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't, you had to call it sparkling wine. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very aware of the 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 monopoly of France on all titles wine related, but I didn't think anybody mm. would ever beat them. Are you allowed to sell it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's no. This is made in Australia, and it's now called Champagne again. Yeah, I'm just it wondering if you're allowed to like, sell it in America and call it Champagne. I don't. I can't help you there, man. The economic. You need, lo- you need a lawyer for that one. <laughs> France are fascinating. Mm. Like even have you, been to have you ever been to France? Have you ever no, been to I was going to move there last year before the world went to hell. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my friends, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, he he um, he um, has has managed somehow to um, to to move to the south of France because he's quite rich and uh, he's got a good job, lawyer, of course. Yeah. So he's. He's living there now with him and his wife. I say good luck to you. Right. I'm not huge fans of lawyers, but uh, if they're going to help me out um, and get me out of this pickle that I'm in at the moment because of uh, a few phone calls I've made. Fifty-five. Fifty-five calls. <laughs> hey, tell the bud's back. How are you doing, bud? Yeah. I'm actually. I'm going to do what you did, John LeBond. I'm going to let you and I, fellas, have a chat, and I'll be back in 10 minutes because I'm going down to the village to grab... Uh, You're not driving there, are you? Tell me you're getting a cab. Huh? Getting no, a I'm going to get an Uber. No, I'm going to get an Uber. You're going to ride your bicycle. Uh, I, I haven't drunk and, dry, uh, drunk and drove since, what, uh, 1997. Hey, do you know who I got the story in 1997 when I drunk and drove? Um, Bill Clinton. 
he was in Sydney that day, the day afterwards. I had a massive hangover and uh, perfect oh, company. <laughs> he was in Sydney that morning. <laughs> it was hilarious. All right, guys, I'll be back in about ten minutes. So, fellas, did you watch the uh, Super Bowl? Did you watch the absolutely, big, absolutely the big game? The the only reason to watch it would be to like doing synchronicity fulfilling of my own beliefs, which I I don't I don't seek more validation. I try and for, forget what I've learned. It was a crap game. <clears throat> it was a very boring game, has to be said. But it was the, 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 right? the halftime show was pretty fun with um I was Justin Bieber pretending to be um the weekend. It was good fun. <laughs> I was playing video games with my friend who lives in uh, St. Pete right next to the stadium. So he he could hear the game happening while we were playing our own games. Do you have any desire to go back to Australia after being in the glory land? Well, Australia, you know, that's where I grew up and... Um I still am grateful for the country. I think there's lots of good things about it. Lots of good people there. I've got nothing uh, bad to say about it. But honestly, I don't. I don't think I will go back there uh, anytime soon. It's um, the people there are so brainwashed. It is phenomenal. It's worse in America. It really is. Maybe not worse in Portland. Like you live in one of the worst places. But like take away New York and Portland and um, and uh, Seattle. Like take away some of those like really lefty places. Well, the rest of America is pretty sensible. And yeah, Australia is just not sensible. Australia is... Uh, the people are just... They're mentally cooked, mate. They're just beyond hope. They really are. It's, it's phenomenal. The country necessitates them living... Or the continent, I guess, necessitates them living in these tight little spaces where they're subject to the mentality of the city structure. And Portland, as soon as you live leave the city proper, it's just right back to red America and people aren't crazy. Like I live less than 10 miles from downtown Portland and I don't have to deal with any of it anymore. It's amazing. Last year I had to listen to protesters in the streets like every night on megaphones and couldn't go to one side of my town certain hours because of tear gas and cops circling around. But 10 miles away, everything's perfectly fine. <laughs> We just ignore them. It provides a lot of hope. So what do you think about uh, 2021? Like, what are you expecting this year? Do you think uh, the masks are going to disappear? Do you think the vaccinations will come? Like, what are you expecting? Well, vaccinations are already coming. The masks, they've already quadrupled them. <laughs> uh, no, we're definitely going to keep getting worse. Farms are still shutting down. Big conglomerates are buying up land, just like they did in Australia after the fires. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to deal with massive inflation and the collapse of the financial system going into the Charles Schwab digital currency spectrum this year. I'm, I'm super confident it'll be the next six months. And I think anybody who's going to wake up has probably woken up already. So, Well, they've had a year. They've had a year to wake up. So if a year's not enough, then uh, maybe maybe there's no amount that's enough. I'm going to say like people have had plenty of time. Yeah, it's, if they haven't already, it's very unlikely. I know a lot of people here, like most of the people I know here don't want to hear anything I have to say. But there's some that aren't against what I have to say. They're just not interested because 
it's always been that way. What are you going to do about it? And it literally just seems to bore them to talk about it, which is very depressing. But at least they're not denying it. Maybe those people can be roped into action when they can't participate in their normal, well, when they start to have more things stripped away. I don't know. I have very little faith, though. So. <laughs> Essentially restarting my friend group from the bottom up with people who aren't brainwashed. Well, you're, you're, uh, you're pretty young, though, right? Yeah. What, 20-something? 28. I'm still relatively young. Yeah, well, it is difficult starting starting new. I, I understand. I, I get it. It is difficult. I get it. I didn't say it was difficult. It's just it's just a necessity to not be angry all the time. Yeah, man, I get it. I get it. But now now that I'm out of the city and like working in a a blue collar field, it's actually very easy to meet like minded people. It's who just kind of want to enjoy their time on Earth and not give a shit about the government. This time next year, if uh, the government doesn't take away all my money and freedoms, I'm going to be out there dirt biking and hunting with the locals. Maybe not this time. Spring this year. Summer this year. We get four months of summer. I'm Delacroix. I'm Ashika. Dave George. Cody from Memphis. Silverman. Chris from Hoaxbusters. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. Portland is fascinatingly super fall and winter for like at least eight months. Spring is two weeks. Summer is three months. And then we're right back to no no activity that doesn't make you warm up your body. It should be a relatively similar climate to you, minus the coastal winds. Um, you haven't dealt with the season. How much yet. snow do you get in Portland? Like, what's a, what's the usual winter when it comes to snow? I think it's really inconsistent, and it depends on your elevation a lot because elevation changes dramatically in the city. Um, at the moment, I live on top of a 500 foot hill. Uh, we got our first snow last week, and we're getting our next snow this weekend and then after that I'm pretty sure we're just gonna have snow every couple days for the next three months and it's like a really icy wet snow like it just freezes immediately you don't get like that soft joyful snow you get in the movies (laughs) it just falls beautifully turns to ice and nobody can drive anymore (laughs) it's just everything shuts down this is only my second winter here Why'd you move? I had dropped out of college and was super liberal and was pursuing life as a chef. And I was told the West Coast was super liberal and enlightened and also that they had a great food scene. So I dove over here to pursue being a chef. All by yourself. No wife, no kids. Just all by yourself. New start. I invited my girlfriend, but she had cats that she didn't want to travel with so yeah i came by myself oh so you did like a long distance thing instead yeah that was that was weird didn't work out yeah it really does really does very educational though so what so why are you staying there like do you actually enjoy Portland? like do you enjoy all the the lefties and the no not at all moving into this i both learned you know both my ambitions were to be more progressive and to be a better chef and i learned 
that both of those things were ridiculous because I'm already a great chef and the food industry is fucking retarded for anybody intelligent to participate in. Um, and also that liberals, progressives are the most brainwashed of all society and I want no association with them. So very educational in the very opposite direction I expected. Well, it must be tough for you. Like, you have, like, left leanings, but then to actually see a city that's run by the left, to see the horrors, it must be a bit of, like, a cognitive dissonance. But I don't have any left leanings anymore. <laughs> uh, they they were just a result of being programmed into me in college, and I just trusted that they made sense because I was there to learn, and why would they lie to me? Like, I remember being at dinner with my father one of my years in college and like yelling at him about Trump and yelling at him about climate global warming and his patience. I respect immensely because now in hindsight, I was just a fucking asshole and completely wrong on both accounts. <laughs> but you live and you learn. I don't know if I have any leftist leanings yet or still. Do you? Do you have any sympathy? I used to be relatively uh, like lefty uh, when I was a university student I was um, like I read the leftist newspaper in Melbourne which is called The Age there's two newspapers there's one called Herald Sun which is for the the, the dumb leanings and the, the right wingers and then there's one called The Age for lefties I used to read that every day and I thought it was very smart and I used to be like a relatively lefty kind of person uh, when I was like 20 years old 21, 22 something like this would you say it was just a part of being educated well, dude, I was I was very well educated. I went to school. I I did well. Got a scholarship to university to a good, a very good university. And yeah, I was. That's it's part of the brainwashing, isn't it? It's part of the brainwashing, man. It's. I don't think anybody gets out completely unscathed. You know, it, it does affect. Uh, if you go there, it affects you. It's just that simple. And it's a shame, even though I acknowledge all of that. I still look back at my time spent there and like study groups with people studying science and like just the level of intelligence interactions is so much better than I've ever had since then. We never talked about politics or humanity or truth. We just did math. <laughs> so it, it was biased, of course. Math? You're saying math is biased? No, I'm, I'm saying my perspective of valuing like those high intellect interactions with those people that I haven't had since then was biased and the topic of our interactions was not anything particularly tangible. Like we didn't talk about politics or things happening in the world. We talked about matter and interactions and things that there wasn't really an opinion to it. It was just understanding systems and making them work. And I, I really, I just really miss the stimulation of that time. I haven't really met it again, but the, the bias is it wasn't anything real, you know? You don't know? What did you go to college for? I studied um, engineering for the first year, and I didn't like it, so I switched into a Bachelor of Arts for the second and third, fourth year. And I majored in philosophy. Can you believe that? I'm a philosophy major. Can you believe that? That doesn't surprise me. You're a philosophy major? So you mm -hmm. can't resonate at all with... Hey, guess, hey, guess what, guys? I was a naughty boy. I, I drove down the village. Do you hear my engine? Motherfucker.
Yeah, I was a naughty boy. I've, I've driven down there. Keep going, guys. I'm, I'm no, dude, you go, you moment. go. I'm, I'm too drunk to even talk anymore. So it's time for you to talk now. No, don't go. No, I'm smashing. I'm, no, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm just too drunk to talk Because empathy is just gone again. Um, remember. You're a philosophy major. Any philosophy major has got, has got to have. <laughs> what philosophy did you study specifically? Well, they, they break it up into courses. So you do four courses per semester. You do um, eight per year, right? And so to major in something, you have to do eight of that thing. So you have to do eight philosophy classes. You have to choose. But they, they only offered like 14, so it's kind of... There is some you, you kind of have to do in a way. And uh, so you have to do intro to logic. And like learn standard form argument. What's the, what's the logical fallacy and all this kind of crap. Mm-hmm. We have to do some... Um, like what the ancients used to believe which I now know is all complete bullshit because none of those people ever existed. We had to do some stuff on, uh, like, war, like, when is war justified? Now I know that war is a complete hoax. That's all a complete waste of time. Most of what we did was fake. Most of what we did, like, philosophy sounds, you know, intellectual, but it's mostly shit. The only one good class we did was on logic. Yeah, the intro of logic. The, the logical fallacies and, and how to, like, formulate an argument. That was, that was a very useful class, changed my life. But most of what I did was crap. Most of it's crap. So you're not in Plato's cave, or uh, <laughs> but logic, logic is or deductive reasoning, I would put it. But I don't know if that's. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Critical thinking, no, the thing yeah. they don't teach anymore. Yeah, critical thinking, critical, yeah, critical drinking is what uh, I think John LeBond's doing at the moment. But it's it's good. No, it's the opposite of critical. I used to, I used to love listening to John LeBond. This probably six years ago. He used to do a show on a Sunday. And that's how we met online. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm back, baby. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. weekly shows now. I'm now doing a show on a Monday for Americans at are they, uh, midday. Are they all still good? And, John LeBond, are they still good and well? Who? You know, um, the, the two guys that you did the show with? Uh, oh, Lindsay and Ethan. Yeah. Dude, I spoke to Lindsay two, two days good. ago. I spoke to Lindsay two days ago. Yep. He's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Ethan's most recent podcast a couple of days ago. He's doing fantastic. They're both great. Brilliant. No problems whatsoever. That's what I want to hear because remember when I, we first met when you used to do your show and I I just do it like tiny little quips you know while you're doing your Sunday show and you went oh roller you know yeah back in the good old days mate the good old days oh, that just sounds like that's a fucking millennium ago no, it was about six years ago yeah so what are you about what was it called the Sunday Sunday uh, sessions. Sunday sessions. That was great. Yeah, I loved it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off. Um, what what should I get? A bottle of vodka and uh, yeah, a six pack of Red Bull. I'll be dude, back. Um, dude, message me when you get back. All right, and I'll come back when when you get back. All right. Oh, we're just doing champagne. No, I'm down in the village at the moment. Oh, no champagne. No, no, I'm gonna get some vodka and Red Bulls. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't let me hold you back. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. I'm down, yeah, I drive down too, by the way. Oh, yeah, we heard. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure if I'm over or not. No, no, I think I'm close to the edge. But look, if I'm going to spend the next three years in prison for making a few phone calls to um, health direct, (laughs) might as well enjoy myself while I'm a free man, eh? Don't make it too easy for me. You know what I mean? Huh? Don't make it too easy for me. No, don't make it. Don't make it too easy for him. Yeah, I'll I'll be back in about ten minutes. Godspeed. All right. See you, man.
You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Still there, I fellas? Hello, world. one 300 I'm ready to get you. That's all, folks. 